This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. <laughs> it burns! Welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition, the show where we need to, you know, we will, one day we will get a live show right, right out of the gate, we won't make any mistakes. You are listening to Deluxe Edition, the show where we love to dig deep and talk about classic pop culture. My name is Bill Seabold, here as always with Mr. Casey Shearer. How are you, sir? Good, Bill. How are you, buddy? We were so close to having it look slick. This live thing is pretty fun, but we, every time it's one little, oh, God, we missed it. We screwed up. This time it was just the, the flipping of our picture because he knows that I, I, I lose my shit if things aren't 100% perfect. And nothing is ever 100% perfect on this show. So I don't even know why he does a show with me anymore because I'm just such a pain in his ass. Anyway. We were so, so close. So close. How you doing, buddy? I haven't seen you in two weeks. We didn't have a show last week. And I'm sitting here. I'm itching. I'm like, I, I, I need to check in on Casey. I need to know what's going on. Yeah, well, we didn't technically record last week. We weren't. We didn't record last week, but we did have a show last week. The Batman show came out last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about these live shows. I, I It throws me off because now I don't have to take the week to edit. They're all edited. Hey, guess what? This show is edited right now. It's done, done. in real time. It's amazing technology. Done. Well, you went to a – didn't you go to the Pensacola Con or something like that? Yes, I did. The Pensacon. Yeah. Who'd you meet? Yeah. I met our guest – our two-time guest, our only two-time guest, Mark Singer, the Beastmaster. Oh, he was at the show? <laughs> yeah. I oh. shouldn't actually say that. Peter Anthony was a two-time guest, also writer-director of uh, Roseblood. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty man. cool. It was awesome. There was a, I met uh, Todd Ketchner from, uh, he's from, oh, uh, shit. He was champ in Anchorman. Remember him? What, what did you say his name was? Isn't it David Ketchner? Yeah, what did I say it yeah. was? Uh, you said Fred Smith. No, no, David Kashner. Yeah, is one of those. He's a really funny dude. He's on that uh, Goldberg show. If I'm thinking the right guy, yeah. yeah, it's definitely the right guy. He's every time he's on, he's hysterical. Yeah, you met him. That's cool. Yeah, he was on The Office, and he was on a show long time or movie a long time ago. I can't remember the name of, uh, but uh, it was a snowmobile, a snow, snow, uh, snow white. What do you call those things? Ski slopes? Snowboard. What? Snowboards. Snowboards <laughs> yeah. are curved like you were just, okay, it was more like a horseshoe you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, All right. man. We have some people here. Let's see. We got so We're live here. Stevie McQueen. What's up, brother? How you doing? From across the pond. He's a big Mark Singer. He, he uh, started listening to us because of Mark Singer. And if you're on Facebook, you're going to have to sign in to uh, whatever, because it just says Facebook user for us here. Hey to you. What if that's a person's real name? Jason Summit. We all don't got cool names like Casey Shearer. Sometimes we're born Facebook user. (laughs) Jason Summit would like to know, what the hell are you guys talking about today? Oh, well, Jason Summit, I'm glad you asked, because today we're going to talk about some horror stuff. We're going to talk about some, look, look what I'm wearing today. I'm just like you, Casey. I'm, I'm wearing a, uh, yeah, it's a Hawaiian shirt that my wife got me for Christmas. And it's got Jason on it. It's got Freddie. It's got Leatherface. It's got Michael Myers. Huh? Yeah, oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Look at there's, that. A, there's a ghoulie on here. Just one ghoulie. Just a head. 
I said to my wife, I said, when am I ever going to wear this? I said, if, unless I'm doing a, a show about horror, and then boom, you're like, let's do a horror show. You know who else is on here? Um, uh, Betty White. Betty White's face is on here. <laughs> what? Did you hear that Betty White, it turns out, people are trash talking Betty White? Turns out she was a bitch. Who what? knew? She's, she's a villain. I don't believe that for yeah, one So second. she made it on the mic. No, I'm not even making this up. That's true news. Shut up. I lie a lot, but no, I read that. <laughs> I read that. If that's a lie, that's somebody else's lie. That's not my lie. Well, I don't believe that for one second. We have a few more comments here before we get into the show. <clears throat> Jason Summit, David played Cooter in the Dukes of Hazard movie. Oh, remember that movie? Do you remember that movie? Uh, that was it has Johnny Knoxville and that guy yeah. whose fucking name we can never remember. What what is that fucking guy's name again? Oh, what is his name? Oh, uh Sean Sean Patrick Flannerty Johnson Sean Smith William Scott. What was it? Sean Michael William Scott, I think. All right. Well, that's the closest we've got to it. And I remember Jessica Simpson was uh, Daisy Duke. That's yeah. right. So David Kevishner played Cooter. I forgot oh, that. Oh, that's right. Uh, here's Kyle from Flat Lives. What's up? Uh, what's up, brother? Uh, is that like- he's, got his, uh, he's got a good show, Flat Lives. Check him out. He's from up in Canada. That's got to be a take on Fletch Lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Yeah, he actually had a he actually had a YouTube show and a channel and it just they took everything down for some reason. He had to start completely fresh. Unfortunate, but happens to the best of us. Probably showed too much nudity. Probably. Kyle's known for that. Mm. All, All right, right, Bill. You want to get into the do our plugs quick? No, go and for it, sir. We'll, go ahead, do our plugs and then take us right into today's meaty segment. <clears throat> All right. So uh, if you can see my shirt, we are, we are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network, The Den. There's some great shows over there, The Den. Show. Our podcast of the month this year or this month is uh, Real Estate and You. If you're in the market for buying a home, check out Brad's show. So uh, knows a lot. He's been in the game for a long time. Uh, you can support our show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. There's a bunch of uh, tiers over there that you can check out. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Deluxe Edition Pod. And you can get merch like the shirt that I'm wearing at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash collections slash Deluxe Edition. I got to ask a question. So you, you set up the, the merch and you went to a website called What a Maneuver and they're going to sell our stuff. What a Maneuver. Can you yeah. spell maneuver? I can't spell maneuver. <laughs> well, I mean, was Etsy one you didn't think of? You went to the hardest uh, website to spell? What a maneuver. All right, no, I'm going to tell you, what a maneuver. Uh, a lot of pro wrestlers use what a maneuver, and they're the best. Uh, dude, you order a shirt, and within the day, they not only have it processed, but it's usually out the door the same day, so. It's amazing how fast their turnaround is, and the quality of the shirts is great. Uh, and also, the when we sell a shirt, the the amount that we get is a, a lot better than any other t shirt company online that I could find. So, oh, sell some shirts. Take care of their customers. Yeah, what a maneuver. We love what a maneuver. We love money. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to collect. All right, so what's today's show about, Case? Oh, he's taking a drink, and I passed it right to you. We're live. We can't edit. You have to spit that out. 
You're wasting valuable time. I am so sorry I set you up there. Why don't you go back? Uh, we'll, we'll pretend that didn't happen. We got it. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so what's it store for us, Case? Well, uh, before the show started, Bill had texted me and said, is there anything that you want me to bring up before we get started? And, and I missed uh, it right here on my agenda, and I missed forgot. it. Go for it, sir. Completely forgot what <laughs> we were supposed to talk about, <laughs> Bill. So uh, we did a bracket a few weeks ago for the best movies of the 80s. And uh, we ran a, a big game where whoever got the bracket complete, that they were going to win a big prize box. Uh, I still have that prize box sitting over here. No one got the bracket exactly correct. However, two people did get the final answer, the final movie right. Uh, so we're going to... Bill and I came up with this. I can see the look on his face. He did nothing. <laughs> I can't lie to you. Yeah, I tried to <laughs> lie, but I can't. I came up with this idea. <laughs> we're going to have our very first guest... Scott Schwartz come on and play a trivia game against Bill. And it will be another pop trivia or pop culture trivia game. And Scott will be playing for uh, Deb Darty and Bill will be playing for our, uh, our listener, Michael Ortiz. Oh man. So whoever, whoever wins out of that gets the prize. Sorry, Michael. It's floating away already. The prize is right in your fingertips. All right. So how about that? We got our – he's actually our very first guest, Mr. Yep. Scott Schwartz, who's actually – are we allowed to say what – yeah, because that's public news, right? Yeah, we can, yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. So I text, I text Scott, and he's, all, he's on board, but we can't do the game until after April 1st. He is in Bulgaria right now filming A Christmas Story 2. The, the big uh, Christmas story news that came out a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah, as soon as Scott's back in California, we will uh, we will be on the way to getting that game out to you. Why Bulgaria? Wasn't the, the the first one shot in, like, Ohio or something? Wasn't it supposed to take place in a little yeah. U.S. town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When I texted him, I was like... <laughs> uh, I was like, hey, man, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, it might sound cool, but it's fucking cold here. Oh, and he's like, and I have nobody to talk to. <laughs> oh, he's used to the West Coast weather. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Are we ready? I'm excited. Uh, all right. Yeah. We, we have everything checked. All the boxes are checked. All the, 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 the plugs are done. We're ready to play. Right. We have, we have, a, oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be good. You guys have, we have a few more comments here. Uh, let's see. Michelle, this is your friend, Bill. She's in a bar right now. Cannot hear her Facebook. Where else are you live? YouTube seems to have froze up. Most likely we're on Twitch. We are on Twitter. We are on those and Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, we're at a couple other places. All right. Let's see what Stevie has to say here. One more. Uh. Oh, that's uh, he's just letting Michelle know. We're See, everybody's alive. helping each other. This is great. Yeah. Our community is working together. Michelle is drunk at a bar. She can't figure out how to how to listen to us. But <laughs> Stephen came in your, and uh, saved the day. 
<laughs> he likes your shirt there too, Bill. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, it's a great shirt. All right. So we had a prize, a huge prize package uh, for that last bracket. This package isn't as big, but it's, it's I think, equally as cool. Uh, this will be the the giveaway for the bracket, and we're gonna do something a little different here this week. Um, if you if your bracket matches Bill's exactly, and we're gonna we're gonna go through everything here today, and then I'll post the link where you can fill out your bracket and take a screenshot and post it to our. Uh, just make sure I get it somehow. Our Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook group, wherever. But this this is our prize. Uh, for today since it's horror uh we're gonna do a horror bracket i have from the last drive-in with joe bob briggs a darcy the male girl and ernie action figure you can see that there's a little iguana ernie there their mascot and then we have an elvira keychain from uh funko pops the pop uh figures Elvira, the horror hostess with the mostess. That's pretty cool. How do we get a mascot? They got she's got an iguana mascot. What do we got? I don't know. Huh. If anyone would like to be our mascot, <laughs> uh, let us know. We, we're you in search. Dogs could. Oh yeah, they're back there yelping. They want to be the mascot. Pay attention to me. Take me out. Feed me. Jeez, if they right. knew what they were putting me through, they have no idea. If I knew dogs needed to eat, I wouldn't have uh, taken you know this this job on. They eat all the time. I'm buying some time for you to <laughs> owning a owning a dog is is as hard, if not harder, you know owning a kid. That's a whole different job. All right, are you ready to roll? Yeah, buddy. All right. All right, so uh, should I just run down through the movies and then uh, and then break down the bracket? Yeah, you can do it like last time. I thought that worked really well. And, and I definitely want to hear about the ones that, at some point, whether it's now or after, let's not forget, I want to hear the ones that didn't get a, enough votes. Sure. Yeah, I'll have to find that in my my notes. But, yeah, I have it somewhere. Just make them up. It's this show. I mean, nothing's, <laughs> I nothing's thought through in advance. <laughs> Yeah, we were supposed to start at six o'clock. I was like, "Fuck, I forgot to write down the bracket." <laughs> uh, that's what you get for free, folks. All right, here we go. So, first movie, Bill, The Exorcist, one of the most profitable horror movies ever made. This tale of an exorcism is based loosely on actual events. Uh, Linda Blair. Very young in this movie, Reagan starts acting odd, levitating, speaking in tongues. Her mother, uh, Ellen Burstyn, seeks medical help only to hit a dead end. Local priest, however, thinks the girl may be seized by the devil. Uh, released December 26, 1973, directed by William Friedkin, starring Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow, Lee Cobb, Kitty Wynn, Jack McGowan. Jason Miller, Linda Blair, written by William Petty, no, William Peter Blatty, and uh, made a box office uh, take home of $441 million. Damn. You know who else was in it? You know who else was in it? Satan. Satan was in it. Did you ever see this movie? Were you a fan of this one? 
I never saw this one. To me, I grew up and it was like, it was it was the most terrifying movie. So, you know, as a kid in the 80s, I'm like, I'm staying the fuck away from it. You know, I've seen enough, like, I'm more familiar with people making fun of the movie. You know, like there's always a scene in a, in a funny horror movie where somebody's head spins around and they vomit out pea soup and they levitate. Like there's so many parodies of Exorcist that I don't even know if I've ever seen the real one because I've seen a billion parodies of the Exorcist. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, well, and then I know they made sequels of that, too. And I think it was another one where it was like, oh, man, why are they doing this? But somebody told me the third one is actually really good. And there's still like Exorcist stuff coming out. So I don't know. Somebody's into this stuff. Yeah. Devil possession, all that stuff. I, yeah, it's never been my cup of tea. Yeah, not for me. This was a, this was actually number one on our list. This got the most votes as uh, in our group as the best horror movie, as voted oh. by our group. Our group? You sure? Yeah. Better taste than that. <laughs> uh, real quick, we got to jump in here with the comments. This is for you, Bill. Brian Lyons. <laughs> Yo, Yo, Brian Lyons. <laughs> And Jason says something here. Exorcist still scares the hell out of me. And he's 49. Yeah. Well, Care Bears still scare me. So, you know, you can be, be proud <laughs> of the things that scare you. We're all human. All right, Bill. Next up on the list, Halloween. Uh, we've talked about Halloween before, right? Yeah. Do I need to do I need to give the description? Everybody, uh, look, please. if you listen to our show, you know the movie Halloween. Yeah. You know the movie released October released October twenty fifth, nineteen seventy eight. Directed John Carpenter, uh, Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, PJ Souls. Uh, budget of three hundred thousand dollars and a box office of between sixty to seventy million dollars. Yeah, I love it. I know it, and it was a bomb too. It was one of those like, oh man, that's it. There goes everything. We're done in Hollywood. It's over. And it was like that slow like growth. You know, people started talking about it. They were saying it was like the most disgusting and horrific movie. Don't even go. It's total trash. And they were like, fuck, we're done. Like, that was it. And the movie boomerangs right back and becomes huge. I mean, it's, oh, that's right. You keep forgetting your job of flashing the I movie. I have so much posters. going on here. <laughs> You're like a juggler. <laughs> this is your idea to stream. I didn't want to do any of this. I never even wanted to have my face on camera. I wanted to do a proper podcast. So, I it. even went. Th- I even went through and put these all in order because, like, the last couple times we did this, I was like scrambling to find which <laughs> where they were. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I can move these around." I put them all in order today, <clears throat> and then I forgot. No, well, well, you'll forget again. Right. Don't worry. Oh, well, up, uh, so circling. Hold on, circling back to Halloween too, because I, I did this on the last time we did the um, the brackets. This is going to be Halloween a tough one. one. First Halloween. Uh, as well, maybe I meant it that way. <laughs> T-O. I don't know what I was saying, but this is going to be one of the, the harder ones to beat for me. Like this is one of my all time favorite movies, top five, probably, and not even just in horror. I think this movie is that creative and that good, especially with that tiny budget that they had to work with. And everybody kind of came together and it was just this, you know, killer little rock band unit trying to put together a, a, a different type of movie. And they totally nailed it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Getting a lot of comments coming in here. We're all flying in. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna have to learn how to, you know, totally not get distracted by these. I wish that I wish there was a way that they could automatically come in, so I don't have to keep uh, checking over here. I see. Uh, Here's what here's what I did. I said on Facebook, I said every comment will get read by Casey. I think I'm gonna have to take that away because they're coming (laughs) way too fast. 
You're, I think you're just going to have to cherry pick a case. All right. Shatner masked up. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's something that maybe a lot of somebody might not know. The Halloween mask was actually an original uh, William Shatner mask from, what, Star Trek, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, we need something. What should we need? What should we put the killer in? I don't know. Go to the store. <laughs> Guy goes to the store. And he comes back with a William Shatner mask. They rip off the sideburns and they spray it white and they kind of screw with the hair a little bit. And they're like, there you go. There's your killer. You're kidding. Yeah. It's it's it, 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 Michael Myers could have just as easily been, you know, Leonard Nimoy. Wouldn't that be weird? Michael Myers had like pointy ears. Yeah, that would that would be weird. Hey, we should do a uh, a fan film. Make it a Leonard Nimoy mask. <laughs> All right, next up, Friday the 13th, part one. Uh, I'm not going to read the description. We've talked about Friday the 13th extensively on this podcast. Uh, Released May 9th, 1980, directed by Sean Cunningham, starring Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Laurie Bartra, Mark Nelson, Jeannie Taylor, Robbie Morgan, and Kevin Bacon, I believe was his first role. A uh, budget of five hundred and fifty thousand dollars and made a uh, fifty nine point eight million at the box office. I think Animal House and this were right about the same time. I don't know which one was his first role, but I remember they were kind of at at about the same time. So you know me, I love Jason Voorhees and all that stuff, all of it. The first movie's great, but it doesn't have Jason, so it's not like a yeah. one on my list. Like I, I wouldn't vote for this as my favorite one. It's a great movie. It's completely inspired by uh, Halloween. It's like, I got to, you know, I got to be Halloween. It did so well. Let's go in and try to make the same kind of movie. Like, you know, Sean Cunningham will even pretty much say that that's what inspired us. Good job. You remembered to flash the uh, picture on screen. But no, it's, I mean, it's another really good movie of all those kind of, they're not grindhouse movies, but those, those lower budget, you know, ragtag groups putting together horror movies of all of those. There's some real bombs that came out at that time, you know following Halloween. Yeah. But this one was a pretty good one. Like this was a tight, you know, movie, good script, good suspense. It was, you know, it was a slasher movie. There wasn't a ton of gore like there is now, but it was, it was a lot more frightening. So it, yeah. it won for me. It's a good movie, but it's, yeah, it's not going to be my favorite Friday the 13th. <clears throat> not only that, what 12 sequels, right? 12 sequels, a TV series, action figures. I mean, tons of shit. right? Yeah, is, is, there, is there 12? I'm trying to think. Did they really hit 13? I think we're counting Jason versus Freddy as one, maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, see, we just sound just an, a thought, great fan, and now I, I can't answer like something that all fans probably know. I suck. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's check the comments. Uh, I better take this shirt off. <laughs> Whoa, we got spam. NakedHDXYZ.com will satisfy your that? wishes. This is great. <laughs> we're getting spammed. <laughs> Jason Summit, uh, his sister would not call him Jason when we were kids because of Friday the 13th. She'd call him Jay. She was that scared of the movie. She would not call her own brother Jason. Yeah, wow. Oof. I wonder if anybody had a brother named Jaws and didn't call him and gave a different name. Anything else in the uh, anything else to say about Friday the 13th? No, because I'm curious to hear what other Friday the 13th are coming up. If any. Ooh. All right. Uh, up next, Evil Dead. Uh, 1981 supernatural horror written and directed by Sam Raimi, produced by Robert Tappert, uh, executive produced by Raimi, Tappert, and Bruce Campbell, who also starred uh, 
The movie opened in 15 theaters and grossed only $108,000 in its opening weekend. Uh, word of mouth later spread, and the fil- film became a sleeper hit, and it grossed over $2 million domestically, uh, nearly eight times its production budget. You a fan of the Evil Dead, Bill? Kinda. So, first time I saw it, I was in college. It was like uh, mid-90s, and I know it's an older movie than that, but I didn't get it at first. I was like, okay, they just wanted to be the goriest movie, and I'd already been a fan of something called Evil uh, uh, Dead Alive, if you've ever seen that, which is uh, directed by, uh, god damn, what's his name, the, the, the guy that did Lord of the Rings. He used to do all these horror movies, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure he did Dead Alive, and that was like the goriest movie. So, by the time uh, Evil Dead came around, it's like, this is the goriest movie you'll ever see. I'm like, it ain't no dead alive. No, sir. You like that? I'm going to bring that voice back every show. That was a good voice. Hire, hire me, Hollywood. You know you need that voice. I'm sorry I keep forgetting this. I have a lot going on. Here's the banner for Evil Dead. <clears throat> uh, I love Evil Dead. Great movie. Um, I've seen... I went with you to the Mahoney Drive-In to see Bruce Campbell. I've seen him in... At two other cons, I think Bruce Campbell might be the celebrity I've given the most money to. You just walk up and say, "What's up, Bruce?" Here's, here's a fifty. Dude, <laughs> I just want you to have it. Ridiculous. <laughs> He's you, the one I've given the most dude, money to. You and I, you and I paid what sixty bucks? How much was that? Sixty dollars, eighty dollars to go and stand six feet away from him at the Mahoning Drive-in <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> Well, man, I'm, I'm glad you said you gave most of your money to him and not like a cam girl or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I did not. Anything else to say about the Evil Dead, Bill? No, but there's a there's another one that I'm hoping is also on the list, which I believe is better. So I'm <clears> going right, to hold uh, comment. Michelle says, Evil Dead was generally the first horror movie I was disturbed by. The tree rape. Yeah, the tree. That is a disturbing scene. Uh, the second one had me in stitches. Uh, all right. She's writing an oh. essay. She's got yeah. War and Peace written here in the Michelle. comments. I apologize. Oh. She's drunk. Yes. Yeah, she's Dead, Dead Alive, directed by Peter Jackson. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. See, I was like, I was coming out of my mouth. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to say something wrong. I know. Like, there's a percent chance I'm wrong, and I have no faith in myself anymore. <laughs> all right. Next up in the list, Bill, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, when Sally hears that her grandfather's grave may have been vandalized, she and her paraplegic brother Frank Franklin set out to uh, investigate. After a detour to their family's old farmhouse, they discover a group of crazed, murderous outcasts living next door. Uh, released October 1st, 1974, directed by Toby Hooper, budget of $80,000, uh, box office of $30 million. And narrated by uh, John Larroquette. A lot of people don't know that because it's he's uncredited for it. Yeah, I watched the new. Um, you know how they're doing that. Oh God, I wrote a I wrote a little essay about that new Chainsaw Massacre uh, movie. But they did the same thing too. They had John Larroquette back to you know do the voice, and it's like, oh, that's that's cute. But you know everything they've done since the first movie, it's never touched the first movie. The first movie is like a standalone in a lot in the same way that. Friday the 13th is a, is a standalone movie of just like amazing achievement. So is this, but the achievement is different. Like it's still raw, gritty filmmaking, but it's a completely different type of feel. And it's a shit ton scarier. Like it's not, 
it doesn't feel like somebody's telling you a story. It doesn't feel like there's a narrative. It, it feels like you're watching lost footage, right? Because it's just shot so shaky. It's like that 16 millimeter film or whatever they did. Oh my God. And then they would just have those scenes of like Leatherface chasing her forever and ever yeah. still chasing her. Holy shit. It's been 30 minutes. He's still chasing her. 45 minutes go by. Somebody better get somebody. Like it's, it goes on for a real long time. It's, that's an intense movie. Yeah, this is a scary movie. I only recently just watched this, and I haven't completely gotten through the whole thing yet because it's on the Joe. It's on the last drive-in thing because I, I like how he, you know, tells you different things about the movie when you're watching it. Uh, I put this movie off for a long time because I started watching this, you know, a long time ago, and this this was a scary fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It's torture porn. It's all the stuff I, I typically don't like, but. He's an interesting character. Like one of the things I said in my essay, and I'll maybe I'll find a way to link it somewhere because I thought it was pretty smart essay. But like he's the only one of the horror monsters that I like that's actually human, you know, because everybody else like Jason isn't really human at the end. Freddy, but he is. He's just like he could really happen. And I think that's what disturbs me about him. That's why I don't like to really root for a guy who could real be real. I like the fantasy monsters. But yeah, man, this it, it. I don't think the second one's going to make the list. Just give me a nod if we can talk about the second one now. Yes. Okay. So when Toby Hooper came back and they were like, listen, this first one made a shit ton of money. Um, We want another one. He's like, I wanted to do a different style of movie. I I wasn't really thinking of doing another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but they were like, how about this? You, You can do that style with your, with your, with your original movie. So the second movie is a lot like evil dead too. It's funny. It's funny horror. It's that it's that perfect '80s horror. I actually like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two better than the first one. I saw it first, and it scared me first. You know, before I saw the the the, the original. But when I saw the original, I was like, oh god! I thought I was all tough because I saw the second one. Because the second one's always supposed to be like you know better than the first. No, the first is still the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Next to Dead Dead Alive. Yeah, it's a scary movie, man. I'm trying to find uh, Joe Bob said something last, uh, the other night when I was watching this. Ed Neal, you know the guy that's in the the opening scene, mm-hmm. the the hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Joe Bob told a story about how someone like a, fa- a very famous director saw that movie and he liked Ed Neal's performance so much in that that he just hired him for like his next movie just based on seeing that performance, like no audition was needed or anything. Like he just brought him in. Yeah. Well, I, I always wonder about those kind of movies. Like, you know, they start with like good intentions. It's like, we're going to have this big, long plan. We're going to vet everybody out. And then you hear about the movie at the end. It's like, ah, we just took the first guy that walked in. He's like, somebody sent us this thing. We are like, you're in, you're now the star. How come that doesn't happen to me? I'm never walking down Walmart. And someone's like, yeah, you, one day, Bill. <laughs> you're going to be in my next movie. <laughs> One day, uh, the rant Herman James, a member of our uh, the, the the deluxe edition network, the Den. Uh, Michael Myers is a real person too, Bill. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen him. He's you didn't mention wing. him though. He's calling you out. Oh, you know what? You're right. I guess that's true. Yeah. See, in my head, I, I counted those stupid like when he became like a he was part of a cult. Like I don't know how much you know about Halloween, but it kept going south, and then he was just like, you can't kill the guy. You know, I'm going to I'm going to argue. I I don't think I don't think Herman's right, because there's no way that a human being could stab somebody and lift them up a wall. I mean, the guy who lifted up the wall, that was a tall guy. All right. 
Casey, how much do you weigh? (laughs) (laughs) See, this guy was as big as Casey. So I'm telling you, most people can't get shot twice, fall out of a, a, a window, land on the ground, and get up and walk away. So I'm not so sure he was a real guy. Yeah, Demon. but uh, there's no explanation that he wasn't a real guy. <laughs> He's a real, yeah, he was a real person. Once. Now you can't the- say that. You can't say that, Harvin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I got. I got. How do you censor the comments? Some of these comments? I can't yeah. see some of these comments before I click on them. All right, uh, next up, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Wes Craven's classic slasher. Uh, several teenagers fall prey to Freddy Krueger, played by Robert England, who is a disfigured midnight mangler who preys on teenagers in their dream, uh, which in turn kills them in their in reality. Uh, after investigating the phenomenon, Nancy, who's played by Heather Langenkamp, begins to suspect a dark secret kept by her and her friend's parents uh, may be the key to unraveling the mystery. But can Nancy and her boyfriend, Glenn, who's played by Johnny Depp, solve the puzzle before it's too late? Uh, release date, November 16th, 1984, directed by Wes Craven. Uh, budget of $1.1 million, and he made $57 million on this uh, had eight sequels of television series, novels, and comic books, all kinds of action figures. Were you a fan of A Nightmare on Elm Street, Bill? Yeah. Do you remember the G.I. Joe character? No. Ah, see, I want yes. to see gotcha. Wait. All kinds yeah, of action wait, figures. Wait, wait. What kind of action figures were there? Wait. What? I'm totally lying. I'm just you're like they made they made all kinds of action figures. I'm like I don't remember playing with my Freddy Krueger along with my uh, my my Duke and Scarlet toys. You telling uh, me I'm, there's not a NECA action? NECA, oh, NECA. you're calling that an action figure? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I always think of those. Yeah, I guess they are. Oh, he's going for one. I guess you can't call that an action figure. I guess they're this full of action. A, no, this is a Friday the Thirteenth. Action I know, figure. and here's how stupid I'm going to sound because I own like eight of them. So I guess I own Friday the. <laughs> I'm going to walk away from this one. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> no, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Nightmare great movie. On Elm Street. Just the greatest. I mean, I say everyone's the greatest, and 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 the reality is the last one that I say is the greatest is the greatest. This is the greatest one. This one was awesome. I remember being a little kid in in elementary school, and this kid Rich told me he's like, "Man, I saw this movie." I said, man, I can't, I can't fucking go to sleep. Why? Well, because you dream, and, and this guy, he gets you in your fucking dreams. He gets you in your dreams. You don't say it out loud. He might hear you. I think he's real. And I just remember it was like, that's terrifying. What a killer idea. The, I mean, it's perfect for a, 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 how old was I? God, I was probably 10. It's perfect. For, it's like, this should be a movie for a, a 10-year-old. And then you see it, and you're like, ooh, that's scary. I'll never, I'll never sleep again. That's a great movie. <clears throat> Michelle watched it when she was nine. Uh, she knows the back of, like the back of her ad. I think uh, she made the right hand, but she's so drunk at that bar. Uh, don't worry, I've, I've been able to read Michelle speak. Uh, I'm her translator. I'll get it. So when your friend Rich told you about this movie, how long did you wait before you watched it? Did you go home and watch it or did you wait like years before you watched it? Cause you were, you didn't want to be afraid. No, I went for it. So I, I actually saw the second one before I saw the first one. I remember going, <laughs> I remember going to my friend Jim's house and, uh, he had it. I'm like, yo, let's watch it. And our parents would, you know, they'd talk in the kitchen 
It was a little suburban neighborhood. Just, just every house had a kitchen right next to a family room. We would all watch the VHS tapes on the TV and we turned them down just enough. So our parents couldn't notice that we were, you know, watching these things with, with nudity and gore and all that. So we're watching part two and I'm like, what the part two is a, nobody likes part two. I love part two because it is such like my introduction to Freddie. But, uh, yeah, for part two was like forgotten, but then I saw part one and I was like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it now. I've, I've gone to, um, I've gone to LA. I've driven by the house because I love that movie so much. Could you imagine like owning a house like Freddy Krueger's house? And every time you just look out the window, there's like people going, Hey, that's the house. Hey, that's the house. That's a pretty iconic house. I don't know anything about the Freddy Krueger house, but I would, I know, well, I don't know what it's like to own it, but I know what it's like to drive up to an out to someone's house when they're sitting outside of it, like a famous movie house. (laughs) And they're like, oh, here comes another fucking person looking at my house. When I was, you know, I travel for work. So I was in L.A. and my buddy Dustin was with me. I was training Dustin and he was like, so what do you do like when you're not working? I was like, oh, just drive around, check things out, you know. So we went to all the karate kid scenes, like all the different karate kid things. So we went to uh, where Elizabeth Shue, where her house was. And mm-hmm. there's just a guy sitting on his porch. And he's like, Here comes some fucking guys looking at my house again. Wait a minute. So it wasn't even Elizabeth Shue. It was like her husband. No, it, no, it was the movie. It was the house from the movie. Elizabeth's like her, her house in the movie where Daniel picked her up at the movie house. Yeah. All right. All right. Like it threw me drove- off. You like th- you this is your fault. Freddy Krueger's house in the movie? Like <laughs> yes, the movie yes, house? yes. We're on the same page. I don't know I where Elizabeth Shue lives. I swear you took me into another conversation. I think you just I think you just set me up there. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Next up in our list. The Shining. Uh Jack Nicholson uh plays Jack Torrance. Becomes winter caretaker at the isolated Overlook Hotel in Colorado, hoping to cure his writer's block. Uh, He settles in with his wife, Shelley Duvall, son Danny. Uh, Plagued by psychic premonitions, Jack's writings go nowhere. Danny's visions become more disturbing. Uh, released May 23rd, 1980, directed by Stanley Kubrick, stars Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Scatman Crothers, Danny Lloyd. Uh, he, I was, when I was doing the research on this, he did the, he made this movie for $19 million and they made 47 million. Now, you're, are you familiar with The Shining? Sure. Yeah. What did he spend $19 million on? Jack Nicholson. Like there were some, there were some like big like special effects like at some points like one or two. But what, what do you think Scatman Crothers was going for? I mean, he he wasn't working for cheap. I would give Scatman more. Man, what a name! I'm, you know, sometimes it's like I think if my mom had named me something better, maybe maybe I would have made it in Hollywood. If she had named me Scatman, <laughs> I'm Scatman. That was my scatting. Okay. Are you a fan of the... No, I don't. 
<clears throat> are you a uh, a fan of The Shining, Bill? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, we were just talking about it a couple episodes ago. We were talking about how we thought it was interesting that Stephen King hated this take. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I walked out of it going, well, that's that's pretty fucking incredible. That's a great movie. Um, but it's not, you know, you know me. I'm more of a fantasy type of monster movie guy. So the ghost thing doesn't really get me. I like I like to see a ugly monster in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, The Shining, uh, great movie. I love Stanley Kubrick. I went to the uh, that hotel where a lot of that was filmed in Colorado. Was it really on like a big long path, like the the movie? Where no, was that no, no. film? Yeah, they absolutely just not. No, it's right off the highway. <clears throat> Isn't that crazy uh, how but, you see that? Like my yeah. wife, one time she took me to go. She she loves Grease too. Nobody loves Grease too. She loves Grease too. So we went to see the school for Grease too when we were out in L.A. It was the same day we saw Freddy's house. And like right across the street is like a strip mall. And it's like, well, how did they hide that? So just for shits and giggles, I went back and I watched the movie and they had a couple school buses blocking the the camera view of the thing across. And I remember I was we're walking around and we're like, should we look in? And there's like homeless people all over the place. And we're like, we, you know, is this the school? Like, is it even an open school? We weren't even sure. But it, it's interesting. There's when you go to some of these, we've talked about it when you did the. Um, oh, no, Michelle likes Greece, too. No. <laughs> Michelle and my my wife are friends. It's like when you were talking about the uh, the the set that you went to, the uh, Shawshank Redemption set. Yeah. It is so much fun to go to movie sets. Yeah. So you were talking at one point because you found that guy Adam the Woo, right? Yeah. Adam the Woo is a YouTuber. If you guys haven't checked this out, there's a bunch like him where he goes to these movie sets, and it is so damn fun to watch. Like he'll go to like you know the the cabin of of part four Friday the Thirteenth. You know it'll go and he'll show you. He's like. See this brick? This is the brick that was in this scene, and now yeah. the house is destroyed. But you can still, yeah, that's a heck of a lot of fun. Sorry yeah, to actually, just completely go on a rant there. Oh, but. All good, all good. Um, going back to, uh, yeah, we missed this. Uh, you all know what The Shining looks like. Um, going back to uh, saying stuff like that, The Evil Dead we talked about. I actually uh, was in. I think they filmed that in Kentucky. A lot of it, and I actually went looking for the place where they filmed it. It's it's like all grown over now you can't even get back to that the cabin mm-hmm. uh, but i did i've read bruce campbell's books a couple of his books and he talks about where they filmed and stuff and he said that they went to this little diner the you know for like the rap party so i went to that diner and there's a picture of them all like really young on the wall at the mm-hmm. diner which is pretty that's neat. great that's yeah. cool do you remember that when uh, we went to that you were talking earlier about the time we met bruce Remember there was a stand there and I bought a bag. It was a piece of chopped wood and it was supposed to be the piece. It was a piece of wood from the original cabin of part two. And I just like blindly went, yeah, that's, that's probably real. I still have that and I treasure it. And I'm like, oh. it was so funny. So Bill and I went to this, uh, it was a, what a double screening of evil dead, right? Or something at the Mahoney drive. And they, they were, it was a weekend, a Bruce Campbell weekend. So they played a bunch of uh, Bruce Campbell and they had a bunch of vendors there and everything. And Bill's like hanging over by this stand for a while. And I, I go over and he's like trying to quick get it. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, fuck. He's like, I didn't want you, I didn't want you to see that I was buying this piece of wood that's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm falling for bullshit, but just in case. <laughs> he fucking went and picked that up in the woods by the Mahoney drive-in before you set up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it looks like a piece of mulch. 
I bought it. He took a scoop of mulch and I bought it. It really is the size right. of two marbles or marbles, uh, two right. die glued together. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I fell right for it. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll take it. Up next in our list, Black Christmas, Bill. You like how I did that? No, uh, now you're getting good. Now you're getting good. You put it right up. As winter break begins, a group of sorority sisters, including Jess, played by Olivia Hussey, and the often inebriated Barb, played by Margot Kidder, begin to receive anonymous phone calls initially. Uh, anonymous phone calls. Initially, Barb eggs the caller on, but stops when he responds threat- threateningly. Threateningly. Soon, Barb's friend goes missing from the sorority house, and a local adolescent girl is murdered, leading the girls to suspect a serial killer is on the loose. Uh, no one realizes just how close the culprit is. December 20th, 1974, directed by Bob Clark. Uh, budget of 620000 It made $4.1 million at the box office. Uh, do you know what else Bob Clark directed, Bill? Mm-mm. Wrote and directed Mm-mm. a Christmas story. <laughs> Are you kidding? I don't think I do that. Yep. So Black Christmas and the Christmas story. Yep. Same writer, same director. Same writer, same, same person. Director. Same oh, person. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when you hear like Dr. Seuss really never liked kids. or <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to believe that somebody could write the Christmas story could write something as dark as Black Christmas. Wow. All right. You like this movie? Yeah, and you know what? We talked about it a couple shows ago, and I had never seen it before. So I went and I watched it, and I said, "Oh, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's a fine slasher, but by now it's like, yeah, you can see it all coming." But Margot Kidder, uh, Margaret Margot, Margot Kidder, Margo. yeah, she was the best playing the the drunk yeah. woman. She was. <laughs> Yeah, I like her because like, you know, I've only known her really as Lois Lane, and then all of a yeah. sudden she's in this, and I was like, "Whoa, that's cool!" That's yeah, fun. it turns out that's pretty much how her life was, though. She was a, a, I think, an alcoholic and committed suicide. If I, oh my god, I hope you have that right. I mean, that's that's yeah, some terrible. Sure. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't didn't end good for Margot. Yeah. Uh, I like this movie. It was really good. I watched it on uh, Shutter on the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. So he breaks it down with a lot of the, a lot of the stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great how like they it was so like the guy was in the attic the whole time. He was just calling. It was pretty much basically the first what scream, right? He's calling him from inside the house. Wasn't that how scream was? I can't remember. Was it like that the whole time? I don't remember. I don't remember scream that well. Did you see the new scream? I didn't even care. No. I was like, I don't give a shit. No, you guys can scream no. all you want. I'm not going to listen. No, not one bit. All right. Up next, we're running out of time here. I know Bill likes to keep a very tight schedule. Yes, very tight. Evil Dead 2. Ah, second, now we're talking. The second of three films in the franchise, uh, part, part horror, part comedy. Bruce Campbell once again battling the horrifying demons. Uh, released March 13th, 1987. Directed once again by Sam Raimi, uh, $3.5 million budget this time, and they made 10.9 at the box office. Uh, had a sequel, Army of the Darkness, a reboot, which was the movie, the reboot. I never saw that one. Uh, also a series, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, there's a new movie coming soon, which I believe is a continuation. 
and tons of comic books, action figures, and uh, yeah, great, great movie. Um, talk to me about Evil Dead too, because I have a couple questions that you might be able to answer. Well, I hope so. I wasn't on the uh, the production, but I'll, I'll see what I can do for you, sir. Now, this so this one, this is, uh, and I love Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi's doing the new. Uh, I, I love that he's in Marvel now. He's doing the new Doctor Strange. Like, there's so much curiosity on what what it's going to be like with him in it because he really sees things a weird way when it comes to like these. You know, keep a movie on the tracks but still bend reality a bit. You know, he's great at these kind of movies. So, of course, he's great at you know Evil Dead too because it's like this is total bullshit. And he, at some point, he must have been like, "How do we? How do we really one up our last movie?" How do we make something that really is like we're being haunted by nothing? Because <laughs> that's what the Evil Dead is. It's like it's nothing. It's just a you know. It's like the same thing that was coming after him in a Never Ending Story. But then they're like, "All right, well let's let's make it a little funnier." And they added you know a lot more gags to it. And at some point, uh, they must have all been drunk. They must have been hammered. And Sam Raimi goes, "You know what would be real funny? Let's remake the movie this time with with uh, Three's Company antics." That must have been what they did. That because it's like a it's like That's Evil true. Dead One meets a three, co- three uh, did I say Three's Company? I meant Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah. Three Stooges, not Three's Company. Could you imagine they were inspired by Jack Tripper? Evil Dead Two was inspired by Three's Company. Write it down. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. So this was basically the same movie again, just a continuation because they were going to make a continuation of it, but they couldn't get the rights to the first movie. Is from what I heard, correct? Oh, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I guess I assumed because you got to think about distribution back then. Like, there weren't these broad domestic distribution channels, right. right? So, people who heard it probably heard it in regions. So, they were probably like, hey, we can make another one and, uh, you know, totally steal the ideas for the first one. And no one's going to know because it's not like one day we're going to have VHS tapes and the whole world is suddenly going to be connected by something called the internet. Oops. Right. That was always my guess, but yeah, maybe it was. They, it's kind of like they do with Spotify now. Yeah, because I'll, I'll like, oh, let's go listen to some Def Leppard. Then you hear like a Def Leppard song like redone with them now. And you're like, ooh, having trouble hitting those notes. You know, so maybe it was like one of those kind of things where they didn't have right. the rights and they had to remake it so that they could have the rights. I never, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, because if you watch, it's it's basically the exact same movie in the beginning again. Like it's him and his friends going to the cabin again, right? Pretty it's, much it's the whole it's the whole opening and everything again. Yeah, like, because yeah, if you look into that, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. They sold the movie and they couldn't get the rights like they couldn't get the footage to use for the beginning of the second one. So they just basically remade the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how business goes. Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Priest. No. I'm sorry, bud. I can't give away the list. <laughs> All right. Up next, the thing. In remote Antarctica, a group of American research scientists are disturbed at their base camp by a helicopter shooting at a sled dog. Uh, when they take in the dog, it brutally attacks both human beings and canines in the camp, and they discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. Uh, Kurt Russell and the camp doctor, played by Richard Dysart, lead the camp crew in a desperate, desperate, gory battle against the vicious creature before it picks them all off one by one. Uh, released June 25th, 1982, directed by John Carpenter, a uh, budget of $15 million, and they only made $19 million on this. 
You oh, like wow. this movie? Uh, I do. And, and the reason I like it, I love most things uh, John Carpenter does. I love um, Kurt Russell because he, he did a lot of stuff with John Carpenter. Um, and this movie nailed it, right? This was the grossest movie for, for a while with a monster. So I'm into it. And doing it in the snow, like the whole time, because I think it was like Antarctica or something. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe all this was happening, you know, two miles down from Santa Claus at the North Pole. I don't know. The whole thing was like icy and, and you felt like you were trapped. You can't run. Where the fuck are you going to go? It's snow. Snow everywhere. So like that was an extra element of, of fear. It was a, it was great filmmaking that captured all that. You know, shooting shooting in those elements must have been brutal. Imagine yeah. how bitchy everybody was on that set. <laughs> yeah. My fear called. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, a, it's Wilford, a great movie. Uh, Wilford Brimley was also in it. Yeah, that was a great movie, man. The, the monsters, the special effects in that for what nineteen eighty two, they're great. The monsters and all that. I just yeah. watched it the other day for the first time. Uh, really good special effects. When that when that thing, if you haven't seen it, I apologize. But that when that monster, when it's just the head, like, like upside down with the spider, that, that yeah. shit, that that shit was awesome. And then how it, like, there was a little bit of comedy in that movie also, because like they're all standing there watching one thing, and then the spider like goes walking out behind them, and they're all like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. All right, up next, It, the original It, the two-part horror drama miniseries. Uh, we can consider this a, a movie, right, Bill? Yeah, I guess so. TV movie. They've put it, they've put it together now. Uh, it was a two-part two part thing, but uh, yeah, so the story revolves around a monster that can transform itself into its prey's worst fears, allowing it to exploit the phobias of its victims. It mostly takes the humanoid form of Pennywise, a darkly comedic clown. Uh, it's a group called the Lucky Seven or the Losers Club, a group of outcast kids who discover Pennywise and vow to kill him by any means necessary. Uh, first part is when they're kids. Second part is, what, 30 years later uh, to try and defeat him. Stephen King uh, originally released November 18th and November 20th, 1990. And it had, of course, Jack Tripper come and knock on my door. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. I liked it. Um, I remember seeing it in pieces and never really getting to, to understand the full story until probably like 10 years ago. Um, so I, it's not, yeah, it's not one that's going to be like, whoa, that shook me up as a kid. But I know a lot of people really, really like that movie. Yeah, um, I, I think I've only ever seen it in pieces. I don't ever think I've like sat and watched the entire thing uh, in in full. Yeah, it's got good scenes. I mean, for a TV movie, they they you know at the time it came out, they're surprisingly good special effects. Like they're bad, but you know they took a stab. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were like, we're gonna really there's a there's a scene with a spider. It's like we're really gonna try and nail this. That's ambitious. That's when you look at something on paper and then like nobody raises their hand and say, this is probably impossible. They all just sign off on it. Next thing you know, they're like, we're going to try to build this fucking thing for a TV budget. I don't know yeah. what their budget was, but yeah, it was a pretty cool movie. The, um, the remake, cause I usually don't like remakes. The remake was great. I loved the, the new it. I didn't love the sequel to the new it. I forgot everything about the sequel to the new it, but that, that sequel, did you see them? Did you see any of the remakes? I'm I saw the I saw the yeah the re, the first one I never saw the second one yet. Yeah, no. 
I don't know. If you ever read the book, I haven't read the book, but everybody tells me like it's like even more just horrible, horrifying. Like Stephen King's a sick dude. Somebody should arrest him. Sick dude. I mean, some uh, of the stuff in the original story never made it into either one of these movies because he should be in jail. Nobody wants yeah, to go to jail. I, We're all pretending he didn't write gonna, what he wrote. I won't disagree with you there. All right. Let's just check these comments quick. Michelle, it, uh, King novel. What does this mean? Bill, maybe you, you know. Stephen King novel? I don't know. King novel? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. It's thick. It's long. I read it. Uh, Tim Curry, yeah, he put, did great. He was great. good. Anyway. He was great in it. He was really yeah. good in it. Yeah. I, I like the new guy, Sarsgaard, Sarsgaard, whatever his name is, but yeah, but see, yeah he's I don't, a good actor. I don't know this he's guy, and I'm already making fun of his last name. I'm such a dick. Peter Skarsgård. Skarsgård, Skarsgård. <laughs> it's just fun to say Skarsgård. <laughs> Should we try to get him on the podcast so we can say that? Hello, Peter Skarsgård. You can like, oh, where do I hang up? <laughs> All right, next up, Bill. Let's see if I can do this. Jaws. Great movie. We don't need to talk about everybody knows what Jaws is. We've had Joe Alves on the book. Uh yeah, on the book. We've had Joe Alves on the show. Make sure you go back and uh watch that interview. I have a uh, I get fucked up here with my things, but I have a drawing here I ordered from Joe Alves fucking awesome like actual uh from the from the movie like the, the stills not the stills but whatever how you know what i'm talking about like the i the love just letting movie, you go storyboard fucking <laughs> storyboard <laughs> yeah storyboards right i'm there. panicking <laughs> <laughs> we're live we're live we'll do it live uh, released june 20th, 1975, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfuss, Lorraine, Lorraine Gary, and Murray Hamilton. Budget of $9 million, and they made $472 million at the box office. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss was at that Pensacon. That oh, I was, was he? That. Yeah. Wow. His line God, was packed every, fucking, every time I walked by, his line was packed. Couldn't get anywhere near it. I wonder if he retired or they retired him. He was really good. Yeah. He just went away. Uh-oh. Wait, Michelle's telling like me to read the book. Read the book and you'll learn. Oh, no, Michelle. Michelle's a, Michelle, you're at a bar. You're drunk. <laughs> it's You know better than to try to tell me to read. If you read the 1,037-page 1, book, you know it won't come across clearly in the two movies. All right. Thanks, Michelle. I got all the eyes. Man, well, I hate you, you know what? The, by the way, the greatest thing in the world? Audiobooks. They are the greatest. They're good. I'm never going to read good. a book again, Michelle. The especially audiobooks are bust. Especially when it's read by the author, like by the person yeah. who, uh, that wrote the book. Yeah. Do you know, not, this doesn't have anything to do with uh, horror movies, but do you know about Artie Lang's audiobook? No, what? You know, Artie Lang, the famous uh, Howard Stern co-host sure. and famous heroin user, alcoholic, uh, everything. He wrote the book and he was supposed to do the audio book, but he was that fucked up that he couldn't do it. So he hired like other famous comedians to, to read chapters of the book. Mm -hmm. I like you called him a famous heroin addict. Like, oh, shit. Huh? I guess you are. Yeah. When are you famous for heroin? <laughs> 
Michelle claims she is a little tipsy. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, Bill. Alien. Uh, directed by Ridley Scott. Written by Dan O'Bannon. Uh, film stars Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Ian Holm, and Yafet Kota. Uh, based on a story, follows the crew of the commercial space tug Nostromo, uh, who encounter the Ep... I, I love when you read. It's so much I don't fun. Know, I can't read. They, they follow a fucking alien, okay? <laughs> do you like alien, Bill? I do. It's okay. This is, unfortunately, it falls into that same thing as I've seen people make fun of it so much more uh, often than I actually saw the movie, like Spaceballs. Spaceballs has that scene at the end when the alien pops out of the chest. I think it's the same actor as actually in Alien. And it's like, I've seen that so many times. And by the time I saw Alien, I was waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. I was like, I'm underwhelmed because my imagination was, you know, took me a, a lot further. And I also think I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago, too. Like, that is such a different movie and such a bigger and, frankly, I think better movie that it's like it's hard to watch sometimes the better version to go back to the original. Sure. I, I wish I didn't have, I wish I always saw things in order the way they were meant to be seen, but... I screwed up as a kid. Fucked up. Yeah, you were a fucked up kid, Bill. Yeah, All right, next up in, our, in the list here. We have two more. And then we'll uh, break down the bracket, and then uh, we'll move along with the day. Uh, Carrie. Withdrawn Dreamer. and sensitive teen Carrie White, played by Sissy Spacek, faces taunting from classmates at school uh, and abuse from her fan- fanatically pious mother, Piper Laurie, at home. Uh, when strange occurrences start happening around Carrie, she begins to suspect that she has supernatural powers. Uh, William Cat is in the movie. John Travolta is in the movie. Released November 3rd, 1976. Directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, made with $1.8 million and box office of $33.8 million. Uh, two sequels and a reboot. You're fan you know, of Carrie? Yeah, love it. It's the greatest. Just like, remember my rule. Everyone. <laughs> Every, <laughs> um, one of the cool things that I, I know is, uh, or I've heard is, I guess there was there was a bunch of directors that hung out together, right? Spielberg and Lucas De Palma, right? And when they're trying to cast the movie, I guess what happened is they had a cast for Carrie, but George Lucas wasn't into his cast, and they swapped casts. That's what I heard. So I heard like Carrie okay. Fisher was supposed to be, I guess, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek was supposed to be uh, Princess Leia. So I don't know if that's true. I hope it's true because I've always believed it. But yeah, so uh, the movie's just brilliant. Everything about that movie is great. It's put together perfectly. Uh, it's got like shocking scenes, but it's got like, it also has like some of the best performances ever. I loved this movie so much for a period of time that when, uh, and William Cat was also on America's Greatest Hero, when we went to, some event you and I, and I'm standing next to William Cat. Yeah. I couldn't talk. Yeah. I was so <laughs> froze. I was like, it's him. And he's looking at me. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, go talk to him. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I was. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. I was too nervous. And I was so weird. I was creepy because I was getting like closer to him. 
Like, what did I want to do? Smell him? I just wanted to like be in his presence. Yeah, this this was a big movie for me growing up. I've never seen it. I know they made that sequel, like the '90s version or something. It's stupid. And the remake, yeah. I don't even think I saw the remake. No, go see this one. It's it's yeah, it's rough. Would. It's a seven. It's a rough movie, but it's also a well put together movie. It's a tight movie. Who all's in it? It's like Sissy Spacek, Nancy Allen, who I love, Will John Travolta. Uh, I don't have a ton of the actors' na- uh, names here. The one um, who married Spielberg was in it. Can't remember her name. I do apologize. I missed one here, Bill. Went back and uh, actually, Stephen McQueen reminded me in the chats. I missed Holster Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist. Yeah, this is strange and creepy happenings beset an average California family. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams, and their teenage daughter Dominic Dunn. Also, uh, their eight-year-old daughter. No, their son Robbie Oliver uh, Robbins and their five-year-old daughter Carol Ann, played by Heather O'Rourke. Initially friendly and playful, the spirits turn unexpectedly menacing, and when Carol Ann goes missing, Steve and Diana turn to a parapsychologist and eventually an exorcist for help. Released June 4th, 1982, uh, our second Toby Hooper movie. Uh, stars, I mentioned all the stars. Screenplay by Steven Spielberg, budget of ten point seven million, and they brought in one hundred and twenty-one million in at the box office. Yeah, <clears throat> I just watched this last night. Uh, great movie, yeah. a little cheesy. Toby but, Hooper's kind of a cheesy director, though. To be honest with you, like he's he's not great. But I guess with like Spielberg kind of over his shoulder, baby, it was a little tighter. I thought it was a pretty tight movie for. For you know his his collection of films, it was scary. I remember yeah. everybody was. It, it, this was like the um, it was similar to the the, the Freddy Krueger. I think was it, was this one before Nightmare on Elm Street? Because everybody would talk about uh, the clown, the clown doll. Let's see. Poltergeist was released June fourth, nineteen eighty two, and Nightmare on Elm Street was nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because I was I was younger and yeah, I was I was like okay, everybody was telling me about this killer clown and I'd see these little clown dolls. I don't know why in the eighties we had all these stupid fucking clown dolls. There were millions of them. Everybody liked to have clown dolls. So I mean, it's great. It's like what could we do to scare the shit out of people? Let's take this thing that's everywhere and turn it into a monster. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. You know, it's like what they do in horror movies when they try to make the trees scary. You know, it's like oh no, <laughs> I can't even go outside now. The tree's gonna rape me. Thanks, Sam Raimi. Awesome. <laughs> all right the last movie on our list and then we'll get we'll get into the bracket and then i'll explain our, all the uh how to win and all that stuff again dawn of the dead uh do i need to explain this no it's the greatest no. movie ever directed <laughs> directed by george romero uh released may 24th 1979 starring david mg ken Forey, scott reininger galen ross uh box office of 66 million with only a budget of 640,000 uh four official sequels beginning with 1985's day of the dead uh there was a separate sequel a separate series of unofficial italian made sequels uh beginning with 1979 zombie 2 uh, it also inspired a 2004 remake directed by Zack Snyder, uh, numerous parodies, as well as pop culture references. 
you know, in yeah. a lot of things. It was it was commentary on um, on politics. That's a smart movie. It's 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 the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, which was a pretty smart movie in in itself of what it was trying to do. So they were like, well, let's go bigger, and they got this mall in Monroeville, which I remember going to as a kid and being so happy. My wife and I actually went back to Pittsburgh not too long ago to uh, sort of go through some of those, you know, some of those places and damn mall. I was I haven't been there lately. Maybe they knocked it down, but it looked not like sure. is it? Yeah, I mean, it looked just like the movie, and it's it's it you know it was a movie about politics. It was a movie about consumerism, capitalism. It was all these things tucked into a zombie movie. Is this a sequel to Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, it is. As far as I know, because yeah, actually, you if think- you go to, I'm sorry, if you go to, uh, there's a, a really cool uh, convention in Pennsylvania out in Monroeville. Uh, it's called the Steel City Con. It's right next door to that Monroeville Mall. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's got Sam uh, Sam Raimi, uh, Tom Savini did all the the makeup in it. And we love Tom Savini because he's done like the makeup for all the great horror movies that we've, you know, grown up watching. You know, he made the, the Jason with the hockey mask. It was his, his design. So he's all over this movie. He, he did all the special effects and he was one of the bikers, right? I mean, it's a killer movie. It's like, it starts out. Uh, I know we're getting to the end of the show. I shouldn't spend too much time on it, but it starts out. They're all like, there's a zombie outbreak. What the hell do we do? It's like, it's interesting to watch what people do when nobody's prepared. Kind of like COVID. You know, so you got to see like everybody starts to like scramble. They're all picking their teams and are trying to get away. And some are helping each other. And some are just like, just run, just like every man for themselves. And then they get into this helicopter. They, I love that they say all the things like we're flying through Harrisburg because that's my neighborhood. I'm like, yay, they mentioned my, my region. And then they land into a, a mall and they're like, we're, we have a whole new life. We can start here. We have everything we want in the mall until the zombies get in. But like, it's a fascinating idea and it's so much fun. I don't care about the remakes. People like them. Nothing's better than than the first one. So I've seen this a long time ago, and I'm going to question you again. You said that this is a remake to Night of the Living Dead. This is so, a sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, sequel. So if it's a sequel, why don't they know how to like this is many years later? How do, why don't they aren't they? Why are they still like scrambling to figure out how to deal with zombies? It's not many years later. They sort of imply that it's like just happening because when it starts, you, you know, you, you see the, the the news company, right? The the broadcast news, they're running around with their hair on fire. They're like, what do we do? Nobody knows. So that's part of the terror. Okay. All and right. then after it came. Uh, I believe you. This time. You, yeah, you, you better fucking believe me. So there was Night of the Living Dead. Then there was Dawn of the Dead. Then there was Day of the Dead, which is also very good. And then uh, Land of the Dead, right? Mm-hmm. Which wasn't very good because I remember, oh, I got a good story about Land of the Dead. I'm going to have to save that for another episode. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop that there. You got to remember to write that. Whatever you're fucking writing down, write down Bill's story. Bill's story about right, Bill's story. Land of the Dead. Yeah. Land of the good. Dead. All right. Now, our bracket. High tech stuff here. Written, you wrote it on paper. Written one minute before we went live. We're going to break down the bracket here, and if you're just joining us now, you can win. I got two things that you can win here, and you have to get the bracket exactly the same as Bill, and we'll be voting on our Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter all week. You can win. Darcy the Mail Girl action figure. And And her iguana. 
and our iguana, yeah, Ernie. Forgot about Ernie. Can't forget Ernie. And Elvira, an Elvira keychain from uh, Funko Pops. All right. So, Bill, let's break this down. All right. The Exorcist versus Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. All right. Dawn of the Dead. Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus It. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. So that'll be that. All right. So The Shining versus Poltergeist. Ooh. Hmm. 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 I mean, one is clearly a better movie, but the other one is awfully memorable. All right. I'm going to have to go with The Shining. The Shining? All right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Steven Spielberg. You didn't get picked. How's it feel? All right. Friday the 13th versus Alien. Hmm. Another goddamn hard one. Uh, slightly more with uh, Friday the 13th on that one. F13. All right. Next up, Evil Dead versus Jaws. Okay. Jaws. Jaws. Jaws is going to swim away with it. That was my fake drums. Next up, Nightmare on Elm Street versus The Thing. Oh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's too bad. The Thing. Yeah. that could have survived a round or two, but not against not against Freddy. All right, nightmare. He's too damn fun. Now, I've never. I'll, I'll try and go back and watch that. Remember, if you're following along with the show, the last few weeks we've found out that Bill likes fantasy world. He likes make believe. I like real life stuff. Uh, Black Christmas versus the Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. All right. He. D2. Next up, Carrie versus Halloween. Oh, geez. That's like, oh, that's Sophie's choice. Uh, all right. I'll have to go with Halloween. All right. Halloween. All right. Next up, this is going to start getting hard here, Bill. Dawn of the Dead versus the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, shit. All right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Great movie. <laughs> Maybe an accidental hit. Everything just kind of came together. Worked. Created something terrifying. Dawn of the Dead is genius. Dawn of the Dead is the winner of this one. I had to think through this one. You did. Sorry. I, I like did. How I, had you, to, I like how you. These are going to get tough. I like how you broke that down in your head. All right. Next up. Jaws versus Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh. Jaws versus Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know. That damn shark made lots of people not go into the ocean. Everybody knows Jaws. But then again, everybody knows Freddy. However, it took a while for everybody to know Freddy. Freddy needed 18 bazillion sequels until everybody knew his name. Everybody knew Jaws' name from the first movie. The winner is Jaws. Jaws, everybody. Jaws? All right. Jaws takes that home. All right, next up, Evil Dead 2 versus Halloween. Halloween. Halloween oh. for you. Look at this. All right. And, and that's up, that's only the only reason I know that is we're getting to my top five, and I've already done this calculation a million times in my head. What is my top five in order? Yeah, this is how this is what I do to go to sleep. I'm a nerd. 
You break down movies? Yeah. I, I rewrite my top five list. Okay. It's time to go to bed. Let's start number five. I pick. <laughs> the Shining versus Friday the 13th. Huh. All right. Because Jason's not in the, the first Friday the 13th, except for that last minute, hey, have the guy jump out of the water and lose our entire rights to fuck you, Victor Miller. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the, the contender on this one. The Shining. The Shining, yeah. Bill's pushing The Shining through. All right. This is going to get really hard here, Bill. Jaws versus Halloween. Oh, I knew this was going to be the one, man. This is hard. That is hard. For me, just for me, not not for you, not for anybody out there, me, for me, it's barely Halloween. 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 Halloween, I think, is the best horror movie ever made. There can't be any more on the list, right? Dawn of the Dead. Shit. Versus The Shining. Oh, they're the both of them are the best movies ever made. Dawn of the Dead for me. Dawn of the Dead for me. All right. Now, the final. Bill's top horror movie of all time. My my not yours, mine. Nobody get mad. Dawn of- but unless you want to win the figures, you're, it has to match. All so right. make sure, hope, vote for these movies. Make If you want to win, you have to vote like this. Dawn of the Dead versus Halloween. Mm. All right. Because I'm getting hungry again and my stomach's starting to growl. I'm going to have to choose fast and Halloween is going to be the answer. Halloween. Halloween. The best horror movie ever made, as picked by Bill Seabold. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's okay to be wrong, but, you know, get on board with me and be on the right side. There's the picture of the Halloween. There we go. This is like a perfectly produced show. I mean, we should be picked up and syndicated nationally. Is is cable still a thing? We should be put on like one of those like Wayne's World cable channels. That's what we should be on. I heard that a podcast just got picked up uh, from Amazon Music. It's called, uh, like, I forget what it's called, but it's a podcast with famous people. I mean, we're not quite as famous as them. They sold theirs for $80 million. Like, what? what What do we need? I mean, I'll take, like, 50 bucks. Fuck you. So I'm taking $80 million. Listen, <laughs> I ain't selling until I'm getting the, the best deal in town, sir. <laughs> You start at the top, you work your way down. You go for the highest offer. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong. <laughs> Support our show. All right, Bill. This has been fun, man. What What do you think? Uh, ready to wrap it up? I'm ready to wrap it up. We did a, a our second almost. A, oh no no no! I need I need two more minutes from everybody. Run through the list. Show me what what was on the list that didn't get. More than one vote. Oh, all right. Give me one second. Keep keep doing our do our plugs a little bit. Da, 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 da. Hey, everybody! Make sure you check us out on uh, Deluxe Edition Pod. That's uh, you can do that on Instagram and you can do that on Twitter. One E for some fucking reason because I guess there wasn't enough characters, right, Casey? So just to make things really hard, go to whatamaneuver.com, Another word that's really hard to spell. 
and you'll find our swag there. See, we make it very tough to find our content. Very tough. Deluxeedition.show. Okay. Not dot com, not dot net, dot, not dot no, dot org, dot show. We've, we've made it very hard for you to find us. It's by design. We're trying to be different than everybody else. Yes. All right. Did you get that list? I did, Bill. Let's see. We got a, a few more comments here. Uh, Jason, don't worry. You don't have to write any of this down. We have, I uh, will post a link. There will be a bracket just like this that you can fill out. And you'll be able to take a screenshot of it, a photo of it, and send it to our Facebook group, Twitter, whatever. And uh, just make sure that I get it. All right. Now I got to figure out how to get rid of this stuff. The next time we go live, you just wait. You guys are in for a treat. We keep getting better. We, We get better every time. All right. Some of the movies here, Bill. Which I was, I was a little upset that some of these didn't make it because some of these are some of my favorites. Uh, Hellraiser, Phantasm, mm. Chopping Mall, Oh God, uh, Army of Darkness. Wait a minute, was the was the question the best horror movies? Yeah. Somebody picked Chopping Mall. Yeah, somebody oh, got Chopping Mall. If you guys haven't seen Chopping Mall, you got to go see Chopping Mall. Just, just take it from me and whoever voted for it. Uh, let's see. 28 Days Later, Silence of the Lambs, Night of the Living Dead, uh, The Fog, Scream. Um, let's see. The Wolfman, the original Wolfman, 1941. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. The Shining. The Sh- yeah, we talked about The Shining. Psycho. Um, let's see. The Strangers. That's a good one. You ever see that, Bill? No. Seems too real. Yeah, I think I did oh, see yeah. that one. Doesn't that one have an ending that's like Very not happy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna stay away from Very that. Very real. Uh, the Blob. We talked about the Blob before. They filmed that uh, down in Phoenixville. A lot of that. Uh, a couple of the other Friday the Thirteenth made it on. Uh, you know, people voted for this stuff. Uh, the Lost Boys. Unfortunately, whoever brought that up, Jason, they were on the. People did get it in there, but uh, not enough votes for it. Uh, the Amityville Horror is on there. My Bloody Valentine. You know, you like My Bloody Valentine? Yeah, though? yeah. I haven't seen that one yeah. in a while. That's a good one, actually. If you, I actually put money towards this. There's, they're making a fan film. It's like a, a fan film sequel to it. Uh, that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, it looks really good. Um, Pieces, uh, Dreamcatcher, Sleepaway Camp. You like that one, Bill? Sleepaway Camp, I love. Dreamcatcher. Yeah, well, I'm not sure what that is. I think somebody's fucking with us. Sleepaway Camp is great. Continue, uh, sir. I saw, I saw this in our in our comments earlier, too. I forgot to click on it, though. Uh, Trilogy of Terror. Yeah. You ever see that one? That's a good I, I've one. Seen, yeah. Uh, the Serpent and the Rainbow. I'm oh not going to that one. Yeah, I think it's a Wes Craven with Bill Pullman. Is any of that true? That just leaked right out of my mouth, and I have, I have no, no idea if any of that's true. Uh, and this is the one I was disappointed that didn't make the list. It did. It was right. It was very close to making our list. Uh, Hatchet. You ever seen no. Hatchet, Bill? Yeah, with Kane Hodder. Yeah, you like that? I was all right. It was a you know, it was a Kane Hodder kills everybody kind of movie. <laughs> I love it. I guess in lieu of getting any new Friday the Thirteenth, so I guess it was a good one. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorites. I, I really like that. How many did they make? They have a hatchet, two. Three. 
Nah, uh, four. Three? I think four, yeah. yeah. Four total, I think. All right, yeah. those were good ones, too. Yeah. Uh, the Nun is on there. The Collector. Uh, yeah. Never heard of those. Hmm. All right, well. Great movie. great movie. Yeah, great movie, bud. Great yeah. show, bud. Great movie. Great movie, everybody. <laughs> oh, we're clearly getting punchy. All right. Well, we don't have any music to play us out. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, StreamYard, if you're listening, please add so that we can play music at at the end here. I wish I had a kazoo. Wow. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs>